Hey, PYHT listeners, Cami here. I will be in London on September 13th for the London Podcast Festival with my podcast query. I just wanted to tell you to come out to that. Or let's say you don't live in London, but you live in Chicago, Ann Arbor, Louisville, Kentucky, Bloomington, Illinois, Cleveland, Ohio, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, New Cumberland, Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, Boston, San Francisco, Portland, Seattle, D.C., or Denver. Well, then in that case, you should come see me this fall. I'm going to do stand-up in all those places with more dates to be added soon. You can go to CameronEsposito.com slash tour for tickets to all those shows. <laughs> Bye. Put your hands together. 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 What's up, everybody? Thanks for coming out to the UCB. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Excited that they had a long weekend, and so they're at their homes feeling like they've already done everything they're ever gonna do. But not you. You're the coolest of them. Let's hear it for you. You can be off on a Monday and go out on a Tuesday, because you don't give a fuck. Right? Yeah! What's up with you? How are you doing? You are having like a really good time. Are you also simultaneously on your phone? How is, why is this happening? I need to document this fucking shit right now. You were like on the phone taking like a photograph of me as I was talking to you? Uh, a small video. A small video. <laughs> I need to bring it back to Seattle. Yeah, no, I mean, but here's the other thing. Guess what, guess what, guess what, guess what? This is a podcast. So you can relax if you want to. <laughs> it is being documented. And yet when you get back to Seattle, like, and you also have like a nice, you, first of all, you project very well. <laughs> so everybody that you know there is going to be like, no, that is you. I believe it. Like, I believe that's you. <laughs> so you don't even have, what I'm saying is like some, like, don't stress. You know what I mean? Feel like, I want you to feel like you can enjoy the show. I know that sometimes it feels like you want to document things, but then you're going to watch that video later and it's going to look like shit. It's going to look like horrible nonsense. Do you, are you ever at a, a, a concert or seeing a live music performance and people are spending the entire time um, making very long videos, hours and hours of videos, hours and hours of 10 to 15 second videos that you're like, friend, like I get it. Like I get that this feel, like you're just like, ah, what if I miss it? But have you ever uh, rewatched? <laughs> This video is unintelligible sound and blown out faces. Stage lighting is very strong. So, anyway. Just be here with me in this moment. That's what I want for you. There's a bunch of great comics here. They're in back and they can hear you. Let's hear for those comics. What a weird crowd you are. Such a weird crowd. I don't, I don't want you to be different. This is what I want. One to two very loud people. <laughs> Everybody else, like, like, a, like, a, like very sleepy. I want, I want a lot of people just like, no, we went back to work today. And then a couple of people just at, a, at, a, at an 11 and a half. 
Great! Does everybody have a nice long weekend? Again, that's a sound I didn't expect you to make. How, which, was, which one was that? Was that you? You, get, you got all the way up there. You can really hit that note. What'd you do this weekend that made it so exciting? Yes. For the first time, that was amazing. Great, great. Yeah. Uh, what did what, what was happening? <laughs> what, <laughs> no, no, I know, but yeah, but like you went to you went to John Williams. That could mean anything. You went to his house. No, you saw. This is that doesn't just so you know that sentence makes no sense. <laughs> No, I know. We are really lucky. But in Australia, you have access to... That wasn't what I was going to say. That wasn't what I was going to say. But it's offensive that that's what you think of me. See, you thought I was going to say something offensive, and now I'm offended. I was going to say the Maori, Maori people, but that's New Zealand. I even know that. You know what I mean? Wow. What a... No, um... Shut up. Shut up and everybody go home. Everybody here go home. You have to go very far. I came for very far. I know. What's happening right now in the world? What is happening to me? You're, for, you're here from Australia visiting? You don't live here? You're here visiting? What? All at once. That's what I want from the audience. Say it at the same time? Uh, no, what? Yes. For free. Great. Yeah, no. That's why you're, everybody's very excited because they're newly reunited. <laughs> Can't even, he's so excited. Can't even keep the cap in his hand. Um, oh, jeez. How are you doing? You got here just exactly today? Like you flew in today? So you, you're out of your fucking mind right now. No, I know. I Look, we're, in, we're all in a fever dream is what I'm saying. I think you and I actually feel the same. Um, you didn't sleep and flew in here from Australia. I just had some veggie ham <laughs> right before I came here. So I'm also in kind of a weird zone. <laughs> it's real. Um, that's very real. It's a very real statement. Uh, you live here now. How long have you lived here in Los Angeles? Uh, I moved in February. Oh, so it's like so really new. Yeah. yeah. I actually, hey, look, I, I completely agree uh, about the cool stuff that you can see in this city. Um, like I love seeing... I really love seeing movies and um, it blows my mind to go see movies here in LA because like the theaters are so beautiful and yeah. they're super old and restored and like the seating is really amazing and, and it just it just makes me feel also people like wait for the whole credits because they're that's all their friends <laughs> um, and they and clap at for, like every like at, like the like oh like the grips you know like they get really excited about the grips <laughs> There's a lot to there's a lot to love about this city, and I, I even I'm from Chicago, like I'm not from Australia, but I I relate to how it feels to be here. And the other thing is that like uh, growing up, uh, I also think we are we watch so many, and even in Australia, like I know you also. Um, one of our biggest exports as a country, the United States, is uh, movies. Like we export them all over the place. So I think another thing that's really wild when you get to LA for the first time is that like kind of everything here, you're like, you're like, oh man, everything here looks like a movie. Like the lighting looks like a movie. Like this, everything here is beautiful, and it's that's not. It's because um, mo movies actually look like here. That's actually what it is. <laughs> 
because they were because they're from here and they were all shot here. So when you're like, this place looks like a movie. No, it's you've just been watching movies that were they were made here. Um, so like the sunsets do look like a movie because that because that that sunsets in a movie. So. Um, <laughs> It is. There's like a magical dream element to it. You're like, I can't believe it's all around me. The magic of a movie. It feels like a movie here. Um, Well, I'm very happy that you are highbrow enough that John Williams is really what what gotcha in terms of your like access to American culture. That makes me what, uh, what, 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 which of his music was being, did you watch? Here, listen to him experience. Well, he did uh, uh, Star Wars. Uh huh. I've heard of Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did like Darth Vader's thing, which uh-huh. was pretty amazing. Sure. He didn't play Harry Potter, which I was disappointed about. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Were you at the bowl? Was it the, was yeah, this at the Hollywood Steven Bowl? Steven Spielberg's exits is the 40th anniversary of John Williams playing there. It was the 40th anniversary of John Williams playing at the Hollywood Bowl, so Steven Spielberg was at that. Again, L.A. is a weird place. You know what I mean? I was like, this is the first time I'm here. This yeah. is happening. Yeah, no, that's really, that's super cool. Yeah. And maybe he couldn't play the Harry Potter theme because, like, Universal is like, actually, that's kind of ours. Like, that might be, you know what I mean? The music carries over the hill, and then people are, like, leaving the Hogwarts Express. Um, I'm like, I gotta go. So, anyway. Well... Um, I guess I can say welcome. I've lived here longer than you, so How welcome you to. Thank you for the. Thank you for asking. Um, <laughs> I think it's actually. I think it's actually six years yesterday. Truly, wow. yeah. Woo. Yeah. 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 You know what? Speaking of not being in this country, uh, on Friday I'm going to go to London, England. Um, that's the London I'm going to. Uh, and um, I am going to go there. And this is a very cool thing that I have. Oh, I travel all the time, right, for my job. I travel so much. And one thing that is insufferable about people who travel a lot is first of all, like, I just, I don't know if you even know people that talk about this, but I, I brought a friend with me um, to, uh, to, to like, do work out of town not too long ago, and I didn't realize how often the people that I know talk about our Delta status until someone else was around at multiple breakfasts and dinners that I attended with my peers, and uh, boy, does everybody that I know bring up their Delta status a lot. <laughs> In case you're wondering, like, are the conversations I have relatable <laughs> to other people? The answer is no. Because um, I just want you to know I'm only gold right now. I'm pretty ashamed of that. It's because I went on a bus tour last year, so like I didn't fly as much as I usually do. Um, but I am going to hit platinum this weekend. <laughs> and then I will be working on my diamond. I'll be working on my diamond. Always working on that diamond. Haven't got there yet. Got real close. Real close. As you know, silver, pretty easy to achieve. Gold, more difficult. Platinum, you can get there. Diamond, wow. You know what I mean? George Clooney, that's you. Um, You're really up in the air at that point. And... (laughs) So, um... I fly a lot. I, have a, I had a shit ton of miles, and uh, one of my siblings is turning 40, and one of my siblings is turning 30. So I'm 
flying them to London to meet me there and we're all hanging out because like that isn't that kind of fancy and cool you should you should applaud how cool I am as a sibling I just had enough miles accrued and so I'm spending it on uh, taking my sisters with me um, we have not all okay first of all I have to say that when when I suggested to them I'm like I can actually cover your tickets with my miles and then we just need to find we just need to have a place to stay um, I am working for part of the time that I'm there um, after uh, we have we all hang out and so like um, what kind of place do you guys want to stay in and then like maybe we can figure out maybe it's the same place that I continue to stay in after you leave and I and I work and um, both of my siblings were just like I don't need anything I need nothing like like literally like I guess a bed and like maybe a bathroom but just like not even two beds and not even like two bathrooms and I went like oh no oh, we have a very different needs because I need us each to have a different bathroom um, <laughs> Like, like, real, like, really a lot. Um, and uh, so we compromised on a two-bedroom and two-bathroom situation, Airbnb. Um, I'm very excited about that. Uh, I don't know if you heard me say earlier that I have two sisters, so I will be sleeping in bed with one of my adult sisters, <laughs> um, which actually feels kind of great to me. I don't know. I'm very, very close with my siblings, and, like, we grew up um, in just, like, very like we had three bedrooms. I was very lucky we were like had three bedrooms, but we would all um, kind of like sneak into each other's rooms and like sleep with each other uh, just to be close to each other at night. But um, then after a while, you become an adult and you would like them to go away. So I'm curious to see how that's gonna go <laughs> this weekend. I haven't vacationed with them uh, in a very long time, like in like uh, maybe seven years, right before, right before I moved here, we went on a vacation all together. My siblings are so uh, different than me. <laughs> they are very far apart in age, they're 10 years apart in age, but they're very similar in like countenance, um, uh, un, uh, uh, stretching ability. <laughs> Feel free to like to stretch. Both really like to talk about how my shoulders are stressing them out. What do you mean? I have gay shoulders. That's fucking true. If you don't know what that is, you don't know enough lesbians. I, I, don't, I haven't really seen gay men have these shoulders, but lesbians have these shoulders. They go like this, forward, concave the chest. Up, protect the, protect the head. why it's this way we wear so many jackets to kind of make it look normal but gotta get a lot of shoulder adjustments if you're a lesbian you're protecting the heart you're protecting the head and you're making the chest small um anyway <laughs> yeah they're gonna give me like a lot of adjustments do a lot of body work on me be like we're really worried about the way that you're holding your shoulders like that's gonna be the first 24 hours <laughs> um they're also like very very uh, feminine. My siblings are very, very feminine. I wish we had better words, but you know what I mean by that word. Um, I'm a little bit more uh, masculine, just locally here. Um, from the top to the bottom, sort of. <laughs> I'm the middle sister when, when I was growing up. Um, I don't know, because of culture, like because I was the more masculine of my, my older sister and I were kind of raised like twins. Um, and then, so it was like, it was like she, it was like, it was like my parents had like one 
girl daughter and then one girl son. Like that was what it was like. And then my little sister, when she came along, she's seven years younger than me, she had a phase where she would um, only dress as a Dalmatian and be fed on the floor. So then it was like, they had one girl daughter, one girl son and a dog. You know, like, that's really what my family <laughs> dynamic is like. Still very much like that to this day. Um, my older sister is a dancer. She's been a dancer. Uh, our entire life. I was also, I had to do eight years of ballet as a child, and for her, that was like really fun, and then something what she wanted to do uh, for the rest of her life, and for me, it was a source of trauma. Um, <laughs> they wouldn't even let me wear the boy outfit. The boy outfit's just black pants, white t-shirt. I love that outfit. <laughs> it's essentially what I'm wearing now, but... Um, no, I had to wear the fucking girl outfits, like a leotard, ridiculous. I looked ridiculous. Even at the time, I'm like, this is, this is emasculating. <laughs> I said that deep at age six. I am emasculated by this. <laughs> when my older sister started dating, she, dated, she started dating this dude that I did not like. Um, I was a lot younger than her. Like, I'm three years, but I was four school years because I'm, like, old for my grade and she's, like, young for her grade. And um, her first boyfriend, I I didn't like the way that he treated her. So I sent him a strongly worded email. (laughs) I believe at the time I was probably, I think she was 16, I was probably 13. Um, I used my parents' AOL account. (laughs) Which, in- <laughs> which includes the word golfer. <laughs> like some young football captain got like a like just like, stay the fuck away from my sister. Signed, Cameron Esposito, grade seven, golfer. You know, like. <laughs> um, yeah, I still, I still really uh, love my, I love my big sister. She had a baby not too long ago. Um, she's amazing. Now there's a, a small baby that looks like her. And I really like to see that baby because <laughs> I don't think I'm going to ever have one of those that looks like me from a certain angle. It's nice to see. We look a lot alike. My little sister is uh, incredible in a different way. My little sister um, lives in South America and like taught herself Spanish. My family doesn't speak Spanish. She speaks Spanish and uh, also um, is in alternative medical school. She's just like this really interesting person. Her boyfriend's a tango guitarist. You know, the whole deal. (laughs) I'm so happy for her that she found like a life that really works for her because she didn't always, you know those people like, I always got like, I'm, I'm very like good at testing and I got like a lot of, I mean I'm good at like, book smart stuff for school. So school was easy for me. Do you know those people for whom school was just easy? Plus, I figured out early that if you're just like, if you're just full of bravado and um, like go talk to the teacher about things, you can kind of get away with whatever. I had this reconfirmed not too long ago because like I was looking through, I'm writing a book, uh, it doesn't matter. Um, I'm writing a book and I was looking through papers that I have still from college. I don't know why I have these papers. But like, you know how in college you had to write like um papers, um, what I would do was uh, something totally different (laughs) and then turn it in. Uh, Here are some things that I got A's on. A children's book. 
a collection of photographs that I took. A poem about my first girlfriend, wherein I just talked about how we were friends. Um, but my little sister always like kind of struggled in school because she's, she's just like very creative and her brain just works in a different way. And so I'm like very happy that she is finally happy. And also, um, her brain works in a different way. So interacting with her is sometimes funny because like one time, for instance, um, I'm very protective of her. I'm very protective of both my sisters. And one time she called me and she was like, oh, Cameron, I can't. <sighs> like, don't panic, but I've, I've been in an accident. Um, I'm in the car and um, I just can't get a hold of mom and dad, um, but like, I'm okay. And I was like, oh my God, you know, what, what happened? Where are you? Stay there, I'll come. And she said, um, I'm, in the back, I'm in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> because what had happened was, um, she, was getting a, she was getting a wart lasered off of her right foot. <laughs> so distracted to, to drive with her left foot. <laughs> Couldn't transfer from the gas to the brakes. <laughs> With her left foot, because that's not the foot she used to drive. And so um, when parking in the garage at my parents' house, drove through the garage <laughs> and into the backyard, from which she was calling me. And like, I'm not saying that she shouldn't have called. I do think that like the preface of like, I've been in an accident, gave me a lot of other things that I was thinking my brain about like you know just like car wrapped around a telephone pole like I was hit from behind drunk driver you know like that's what I'm imagining not like well I had a wart lasered off my toe and I'm in the backyard because I went ahead and drove through a static object <laughs> clean through we did have to call the fire department because <laughs> she actually didn't go clean through <laughs> I can't wait to go see them. I can't wait to have all these adventures. Oh, man, you know, it's going to be the best. Who are we going to see? The queen. Probably not. We probably won't see her. I'm going to do stand-up there. That's probably going to go badly. It could go anyway. I did stand-up uh, only, only one other time in the UK, but years ago. Um, years ago, I was going on a tour with like a bunch of Chicago comics, um, but the person who, actually, I can just probably say who this is, the person who was supposed to headline this tour was my friend uh, Kumail Nanjiani. Do you know that guy? He was supposed to headline this tour, but he got his first job on television, and he had to cancel to go be on the Colbert Report, which is a show that used to exist. Um, <laughs> so instead, we just toured uh, England with no headliner. Just three people doing eight minutes from America. I had been doing stand-up for two years. I just went there with like a loose eight. Just like, here's what we've got. This is what's happening in the States. Get hip to this, this great comedy. And we were reviewed many times. Because the person who organized the tour was like a, a, a guy from, from England who was trying to like bring a bunch of Americans home to be like, look at the success that I have found. The reviews were all like, we, we think these are bad comics. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Thank God they won, said the reviews. That was them talking about the Revolutionary War and how happy they were that we were no longer their colonies. Okay. Well, friends, this has been real nice. It's been um, pretty chatty. There was a lot of energy up top. What I decided to do was tell a slow story to really kill the fuck out of that. I'm like, a couple people are excited to be here. What if I could get everybody mellowed out? (laughs) Are you ready for a great show, friends? Are you ready for a great show? Oh, come on. Oh, please. A little more. A little more. There it is, Australia. Seattle, how are you? She left. She literally left. Run across. Run across. That person's amazing. Please welcome the stage. Very funny comic. Let's hear it right now for Ella Gale. Give it up. I'm not going to address the jacket, so don't ask. Uh, I'm delighted to be here tonight. I'm Ella. Uh, I'm from Colorado. I grew up in Colorado Springs. Uh, one person didn't see Black Klansmen. Um, Colorado Springs is a city full of megachurches. So many megachurches, I think we're up to a full gigachurch of storage. Uh, my family wasn't religious. I had a pretty normal upbringing, except I played the oboe as a child. Yes, the oboe. It's a double reed instrument. So there's a tiny little hole, and you have to blow through it very hard. It's basically a breathalyzer for identifying nerds. Uh, That, of course, is better than the field sobriety test for identifying nerds, where the officer asks you to do all of the prime numbers, but backwards. And when you say, officer, that's impossible, there are infinite primes... That's when they get you. They take you straight to nerd jail, which is constructed from your own personality. Playing the oboe is physically demanding. I had to practice the right mouth position, the embouchure. I had to rub my oboe with almond oil. I had to practice my fingering. I don't know if you've ever been 14 and horny and jealous of your own oboe. Uh, Playing the oboe... What happens is you're blowing so hard through that hole, you build up a lot of pressure in your face and social skills. And so I got terrible migraines. My body was physically trying to stop me from being the kind of person who plays the oboe. And it didn't work. It was too late. Uh, I know I'm not cool because... I lost my virginity at the age I would want my daughter to lose hers. It turned out like you would expect. Now I'm single and I live alone and I work from home. Uh, Does anybody live alone? A couple of people. Congratulations. Uh, Ma'am, do you have roommates then? My, My boyfriend sometimes when he's here. Your boyfriend sometimes when he's here. Uh, I don't have anything funny or mean to say about that. It's just nice to talk to someone. (laughs) I decided I wanted to start getting out of the house more because I'm tired of having a favorite wall. It's the one above my kitchen. Uh, There's a deer skull on it. That deer skull's name is Buckminster Sculler. (laughs) 
So I went to Groupon, because that's where the activities live, and I clicked on the Things to Do button on Groupon, and the very first thing that popped up was Ghost Town Tour for One. (laughs) Which is what I call making love to me. There's gold up in the old mine, but the shaft's dangerously unstable. (laughs) Covered in dust. Men in beards have gone down there, never returned, nor called, nor texted. Have you heard of using a feather during sex? How about a whole dead canary? Um, Speaking of crusty old men, uh, I think that the Trump presidency is an NRA conspiracy to trick liberals into buying guns. I do, I think that's true, but it's not gonna work because I'm never gonna buy a gun from any existing gun store. I want a progressive gun buying experience. I wanna buy a gun from the back of a feminist bookstore (laughs) where I go back and when I select the correct Simone de Beauvoir work, a panel swings out and there's a secret back room. And in that back room, there's a team of lesbians assembling guns from recycled aluminum and sustainable bamboo. Lightweight guns, because one of the most progressive things about me is my wrist strength. And then the lesbians ask me for a letter of recommendation written by one of my black friends. And I say, trick question, I would never ask my black friends to perform free emotional labor like that. And then they sell me a gun. And when I buy that gun, they donate a free gun to a child in Africa. You've heard of Tommy guns? This is a Tom's gun. That is the kind of gun buying experience I want. Um, I was watching a thing on Netflix about a group of child soldiers. It's called the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. That's what that show is. Um, I'm kind of a nerd. I still have a big soft spot in my heart for Harry Potter, even though it can be unrealistic. Personally, I think that the most unrealistic part of the Harry Potter series is the idea that an orphan raised in an emotionally abusive household would be able to make two friends on the first day of school. (laughs) Apparently, one of the wizard powers is a resistance to attachment disorders. (laughs) Expel a trauma! I like fantasy. I wouldn't say that I've been reading a 350,000 word long Tumblr of erotic Snape Hermione fan fiction. I'd say I've been rereading it. It's not because of how I look. I do fine. I have what's known as an hourglass figure, which means that my lower half keeps getting heavier as time carries me closer to death. So I joined a new dating site. I joined a kink-specific dating site because I think it's really important to support your local true crime podcasts. And I was on there bushwhacking through a very spooky dick forest. And I was talking to this guy and it was the right amount of weird for a little bit. And then he texted me and he told me that last week he was with a woman. And while he was with her, he made her come 50 times. (laughs) 
50 times. What are you, testing a hypothesis? <laughs> Did I believe this guy? Mm, no. But also, if that happened, if you made a woman come 50 times last week, why are you texting me? You should still be bringing her broth. <laughs> if I made a man come 50 times, he would die. <laughs> Again, did I believe this guy? No, but part of my brain was like, what if? <laughs> what if it's true? So I texted him back and I said, oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. What is her number? Because <laughs> I've never been with a woman and she sounds like a real confidence builder. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. I've been Ella Gale. She's very funny. It just, it doesn't feel like, it feels like he's not really in the moment if he's counting. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's my biggest issue with it. Does someone just say, yes! <laughs> anyway. Like, at least do, like, the approximate symbol. You know what I mean? So that I know you were fully engaged. I lost track. I bet about 50. <laughs> right? Okay. Right. Wow. Friends. Yes? Are we, how are we doing? Oh, this next comic I've known forever. Um, old friend of mine from in Chicago, and, and so happy to always have him on the show. Let's hear it right now for Tony Sam. Give it up for Tony. <laughs> I've been dealt. A lot of gals are like, why are you so quiet during sex? I'm like, is this what you want to hear? I'm already having trouble, lady. You want to hear? Oh, oh boy. Oh, can we watch cartoons? I'm coming. So that's going on, you know. Man, I can't stop thinking about a canary in that gal's pussy. <laughs> the logistics of it. This poor little bird in there. Oh my gosh. Just hanging out, just falling asleep, a little birdie. I don't know. I just went through a lot of scenarios in my head, just imagining what that fucking bird. That's the bird's story. Yeah, it's another thing for another time, I guess. Well, 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 huh? I just, you know, this voice, it just keeps getting sillier the older I get. Like, I don't know if it'll ever make any more sense than it does now. Like, the older I get, it's, it's, this, hey! <laughs> but imagine an old fucking man doing that. Come over by Grandpa! Where are you going? Shut up. <laughs> anyway, I don't want to get too political up here. Everyone's getting too political. You know, it's just all the politics and everything. But, man, I love Home Depot. I got to tell you, I, I fucking love it! 
I'm there. I was every Saturday. I'm there. You better believe it. Old Tom Maloney might as well give me one of those aprons. Because I am there on the clock <laughs> all the time. I love it. Like, I wa- I'm there so much, I feel like when I walk through the goddamn door, two, two little birds should come down and, like, present me with, like, a tool belt. <laughs> and then, like, a, like a, another, like, two squirrels come up and run and give me, like, a weed whacker. And, like, here you go, princess! <laughs> but, boy, I sure, oof, you can, you can buy things and, and they will take back anything. <laughs> They have a very loose return policy, I gotta tell you. My uncle, he turned me onto it. He told me that's where he keeps all his tools. And I was, I was, I was like, wow, that makes sense. You, you, smart, you, you smart man, I said to him. But boy, I, I, I don't know, I got a problem. I, I like to return things. I get this buyer remorse thing. I think there, if there's a psychological retur- uh, term for it. I buy things, I feel bad. And then I have to return them. So I was at the Home Depot, and I, I had two bags of batteries. And it doesn't matter why I had the batteries. I just, you need to know I had a lot of them, but I didn't need them. <laughs> so I was in the return line, and this woman in front of me, she had a, she had a nice length of rope, like a, a, a good, a good size, like a, a healthy length of rope. She had a long piece of rope. And she was trying to return it, and she goes to the counter, and the guy's like, uh, can I ask why you're returning this? And I, and I swear to Christ, all right, God's witness here, she says, uh, it's not what I thought it would be. <laughs> and I, like, I'm like peering around her to look at the guy, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? What do you mean? It's not what you thought it would be, you dizzy brunt. It's a, it's a rope. It's, it's, it's like, a, well, it's not what I thought it would be. I thought it would be a magical truth lasso. <laughs> but I can tell those goddamn kids are still lying to me. <laughs> you know. Hell of a time to be alive, huh? I'll tell you what, I think my car is cooler than me. I don't know. That's what that deserved. I don't like this premise. Well, you're not going to like the rest of it, I guarantee you. I, uh, I don't know. I, I think it's cooler than me. I mean, I, you know, I don't know if the, the seatbelt seat light is broken or my car's just chill as fuck. Because it doesn't seem to care anymore. It's not, I put it on, I take it off, nothing. It's like, wear it, don't wear it, I don't care, baby, I'm cool. Smoke if you got them. <laughs> like, I try to start it, it's like, I'll start when I want to, motherfucker. <laughs> nothing. It's like, you're not my first owner, Chad. <laughs> hmm? Nothing? <laughs> That's what it deserved. That's what it deserved. You know, uh, you know, uh, does everybody, every Sunday, you have to call your grandma and grandpa. Does everybody do that, or are you guys pieces of shit? Arms crossed? I'm going to need you to do me a favor. I need you to uncross those up and open yourself up to the experience. Thank you so much. 
yeah, you gotta call old Grammy and Grandpa uh, every t- every Sunday. Make sure I make sure they do. Uh, they've been dead for seven years. They still call. You still gotta call. <laughs> stupid. You're stupid for laughing at that. Uh, anyway, well, you know, I was just talking with my mom about it, and 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 she. She always likes to talk about how my grandma and grandpa met. And I remember when my grandma was alive, every fucking time I talked to her, she'd always regale us with the story of how my grandfather wooed her and, 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 and chased her. And I don't know if you know this, but everyone's story of how your grandparents met kind of sounds like a sex crime. <laughs> Hear me out. Well, I, I didn't like your grandfather at first. I followed her home every night. Uh, uh, he was persistent. I wouldn't take no for an answer. Uh, uh. Well, I guess you could say our relationship really took off when he followed me into the lobby of our walk-up apartment. Well, I love how you tell this part of the story. Uh, I put a knife to her fucking throat and I said, if you make a fucking noise, I'll gut you like a fucking pig. (laughs) 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 Well, we've been living, I've been living in fear. I don't know what time kind of stopped, I guess, uh, but I kept screaming every night. (laughs) Oh, Grandma. (laughs) Oh, Grams. Well, you know, that's how it goes. (laughs) Did I get the cell phone yet? It's going on up there. Did I get it? I've been looking down this whole time. I haven't been looking at nothing. Oh, boy, I finally gotten comfortable. Uh, You know, I don't know what the age is. You reach it, and you can be comfortable naked around others. Uh, But, you know, when you go to the the gym, you've paid money to go to this thing. And and, uh, I I was of the the school of thought that uh, no one wanted to see this naked without clothes on. Like, it's gross. It's disgusting. Uh, and I can say that I know that it's true because I've been married twice <laughs> and divorced twice, subsequently divorced twice. So I know that uh, something tracks with that uh, thought process. But uh, I don't know how I many you go to a gym, but I mean, there's. O- I hope to God that one day I have the confidence of a, an old man at a gym <laughs> just fucking after he took a shower balls out <laughs> naked and just just balls every balls everywhere everybody leg up <laughs> leg up by god it's like it's almost like a goddamn cartoon just right in the towel through like hey how you doing i'm old as i am now you soon shall be like you know <laughs> you know what i mean like they're fucking just they look like a person melting <laughs> and they know it and they know it. And they want you to see it, too. Because they know you're going to have that shit one day, too. Well, guys, remember when I, I came out and I had a silly voice at the top of the show? That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> I like to start hot and then crescendo out. I think we all can agree that I succeeded. Good night, everybody.
Yes. Goodbye, friend. <laughs> Shit. How are you doing? So good. Yeah, are you doing so good? So good. Yeah, what'd you do today? From where? <laughs> yeah, he actually came in to surprise me. I know. He came in, he took the day off work because he was sick and then wasn't sick miraculously and then distracted me like the entire day. Where? Let me ask you a follow-up question. <laughs> where had he gone after being your roommate? Like a new living situation? Yeah, that's like a whole, it's like a whole thing. I mean, we don't got time, but um, what is it? Oh, there was drama? There was drama. But it was still happy that he came back? Oh. Or not, but what? <laughs> Literally everything you're saying is such a mystery. And it's like like it's like I shouldn't talk to you right now cuz I have to keep the show rolling. But like boy, do y- are you good at leaving like interesting crumbs? <laughs> My old roommate came back, and it's like literally like from the dead. Where? Like where? You know what I mean? Like where? Came back, and that was, and I was happy about that because he lied and said he was sick. Is that good? I don't know. How did you know about that? Because I felt good about it. We're domestic partners, not really. Anyway, you're interesting. I don't like how you unspool a story. <laughs> can I can I ask you more questions at the next break and maybe find out even less? <laughs> That's what I want, yeah. It's just like, it's just, just, yeah, I like it a lot, actually. Like, I feel like you were very on the nose immediately. You're like, John Williams, Australia. I'm like, I've got it, you know what I mean? But over here, you know what I mean? Over here, this is a kind of a different attitude that you can have, a different way you can be in the world. I like everybody equally. I'm just saying these are different ways that people can be. I'm videotaping you. I'm from Seattle. You know, like, it's like different people can be different ways. Just so on the nose, and then there's no nose, you know what I mean? And it's on your face, and you're the one. Anyway, it's all, anyway. I like all of you very much. And each of you adds something unique and beautiful. Um, let's continue the show, but I can't wait to find out more. You seem great. Uh, friends, are we ready for more show? Woo! Hey, guess what? This next comic, it is their first time on the show. You know when it's somebody's first time on the show, what do we do? We get so extra excited. We welcome them with even wider arms that then we smash together (laughs) to make clapping sounds. Start it right now. Even start it right now. And let's keep it going for Pardis Parker. Give it up. Hey, PYHT listeners, Earwolf fans have been asking for more episodes of the Andy Daily Podcast Pilot Project for years, and now Andy's back with a new batch of pilots. Season two is out right now. You might know Andy from his Comedy Central show, Review, or from East Pound and Down. He's also a very nice man. Each episode, Andy and Matt Gorley, another putty of mine, share a podcast idea that's hosted by a strange character like a cowboy poet or a Scottish supernatural tour guide. You can check it out every week on Earwolf or wherever you get your podcasts. Did you see how 
solid that handshake was? That felt great. Man, that's one thing that's really nice if you're like a woman who does this job. It's like you really get to like work on your handshake. I have a solid handshake. And a lot of times if you're a woman, you're not like cultured to have like an amazing handshake. But here, like, let me give you, like, do you, you should lean in. Like, help me out. Okay. Yeah, no, it's solid. Do you feel that? How good that is? You're like, oh, I want to do business with that person. Like, that's a solid business person. Do you want to feel it? you want to feel how my, my handshake is? Yeah, it's so nice to meet you. Yeah. No, I. <laughs> okay. <laughs> They got very sexy. <laughs> oh, you can't. I'm here. <laughs> Friends, should we keep the show rolling? Yes, I think so. <laughs> oh, man. Um, you know what? Cody, were you just like making your little pause dance back and forth to make it even louder in here? I love you for that. Every week, Cody's here taking photographs, and I just want to just shout that out and just say like don't we have a nice team of people and then also like sometimes they're even just like look I'm doing everything I can to make my body super noisy to make these comics feel great like I'm gonna I'm gonna clap my hands but I'm also gonna stamp my feet and you're working and it's for free Cody friends come on too good too good hey we got two comics left boy isn't that great news that's sad news two comics left but I've got great news there's two comics left <laughs> oh man uh, this next friend first of all hilarious comic second of all been growing their hair out lately and I didn't say it backstage so I'll just say it on stage in front of all of you god this hair looks good <laughs> please let's hear it right now for Alan Strickland Williams give it up <laughs> Thank you. Thank you guys for coming out. Hello. My name is Alan Strickland Williams. Um, I have wonderful hair. <laughs> it won't stop. Um, a little about me, guys. Sometimes when I wake up in the morning, I like to have a nice hot cup of coffee. You know what I mean? Just a little cup of joe, get things going in the morning. You know how it goes. And uh, I'll go to work. You know, I go to work like we all do. And Maybe I need a little break. So I'll step out and smoke a cigarette. You know, calm my nerves a little bit. It's nice. And maybe after a long, hard day of work, I go home and, you know, you need something to take the edge off a little bit. So you have like a cold beer. You know, maybe a nice cold beer is nice after a long, hard day, you know. And maybe that's not enough. So um, <laughs> pour yourself some scotch. A few fingers of scotch is nice. No, it goes down, burns a little bit. That's not enough either, so uh, maybe you roll a fat blunt. <laughs> Smoke it straight to the dome. Get high. That's not enough either, so you go out. You go to Akbar. You do some poppers. <laughs> VHS cleaner, really. <laughs> Let your whistle up there. You know what I mean? Maybe that's not enough. You know, so maybe you do a little um, MDMA. Maybe in the pill there's a tab of acid. It's called the Special Boy. It's really fun. <laughs> maybe that's not enough. So uh, you keep it going. You know? buy some cocaine. Some fat 
rails, alligator tails, really <laughs> snort it down. Maybe that's not enough. So you do some ketamine. Drugs made for a horse. <laughs> that look like unicorn dust. All nice and sparkly. But uh, Mondays, am I right, guys? <laughs> we got to get through the week. Um, uh, let's see. I was just in Iowa. Um, it was really pretty. Like, I wasn't expecting it. It was, like, really nice and, like, rolling green hills and blue skies and white clouds and, bar like, real barns, like, red barns. Uh, <laughs> And I was like, actually, like, I was really, I was like, I was looking around, I was just like, I was like, oh, I'm happy. Like, I'm happy. Like, I feel good. I'm like, take your shoes off and put your feet in the grass. It was so nice. It felt good. And I was looking around at the countryside, and I was just like, oh, now I get why people are Republican. <laughs> it's really nice. It's really nice out there, you know. You want to, like, get a gun and go over there and protect it. You know, I understand. <laughs> I live out here in L.A. I live in a basement next to an alley. I hope they bomb us. <laughs> I think I could help with the traffic, for sure. Definitely, <laughs> definitely the rent would take a little swan dive. That wouldn't go down, so, you know, it takes all kinds. Um, I don't really quite know how to talk about this yet, but I... Uh, I almost died recently, like two weekends ago. I was in a car, and this other car came up to us, and uh, like just a guy like leaned out and just like shot into the car seven times. And uh, it's really weird when you're like already a pretty like depressive person who has like issues with thinking about death and stuff, and then you're like so close, like a like truly a near death experience miracle. I'm here. Um, can't help but feel like I missed my left turn. You know what I mean? <laughs> like going across traffic. Like I saw it, and now it's gone. And it's just like, don't know how long it's going to be here again. <laughs> trying to get across Highland in rush hour. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. Death came for me, and in typical white boy fashion, I asked to speak for its manager. <laughs> and said I'm not ready yet. So uh, I'm still here. Um, yeah, I don't know, it's really weird. It's just uh, tell people you love them, I guess. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't told my family yet, now that I don't love them. I just, uh, uh, my sister's like having a baby. I feel like I can't tell them because of the baby. Does that make any, am I just been in California too long? Do I think that energy's real or like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, um, let's see. Politics are still happening. Do you guys hear that Melania Trump um, got um, she had kidney surgery? Did you guys hear about that? Uh, I didn't know you could get your kidneys done. <laughs> yeah, she had so much work done on the outside, she had to start looking inward. I don't know. Um, if I could have dinner with any person, living or dead, I think I'd choose Donald Trump, and I want him to be dead. <laughs> And have a nice meal. <laughs> Just enjoy myself for once. Um, 
Uh, fellas, uh, just a quick tip. Um, I don't know if you guys know this, but for men, 80% of our sexual nerve endings are actually in our butt. Yeah. Yeah, which just begs the question, how do I get my butt inside a woman's vagina? <laughs> All right, I'm Ashley Williams. Thank you guys very much. Enjoy the rest of the show. Thank you, Cameron. I really like that Donald Trump joke. And I thought that was going to be the... Uh, that was going to really be what I... But then, within the butt inside the... That was so funny. Right at the end. Why did I like those two jokes? Good job, Alan! How are we doing? I don't even want to do it. Friends, we got one comic left. You know what? This is the perfect person to end this show. Because here's, here's what I feel like this show has been. I feel like you have been an incredible audience. Because sometimes it's harder when there's like... Look, it's like post-Labor Day. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's harder on you when there's less people here because you have to do more heavy lifting. So you've been fucking getting it. And then also, like, it just so happens that, like, a lot of these comics, like, different comics have different energy. It's been a lot of, like, lower energy comics. Like, I'm lower energy comics sometimes, and then there's a screaming right in the middle. Um, <laughs> this, this final comic, I couldn't be happier to have her because she's, like, just incredible. And also, I'm just, like, so glad that this is what you are going to walk away with. One of my favorite people to watch for Form and I'm so fucking stoked for you. Can you please? And this is the last comment. So you can really go nuts. Let's hear it right now for Deborah Di Giovanni. Give it up! Hello, yeah, yeah, all right, yeah, all right now. Hello, everyone. It's Deborah. It's nice to be here. Uh, I don't get quieter than this. That's that's the level. This is me whispering. And a little terrifying. <laughs> I get a lot of this. Take it easy. I get a lot of that. And then I murder that person, of course, because... You tell me to take it easy, I'll flip a fucking table. Do you understand what I'm saying? You thought I was upset before. I'm going to lose it after you tell me to relax. I'll say this. Uh... It's my favorite season right now. It's school supply season. Oh, fuck yeah. I, I, right? I love stationary. Oh my God. I love stationary. And I don't mean just standing still, although I love that too. Watch this. Look at this. I pulled my back. I did pull my back. That's not joking. I really hurt myself. Anyway, I do love stationery. I fucking love school supplies. I love paper and pens. Oh, God. And you know what you shouldn't do? This is the tip for me to you. Don't go to Target and say, I fucking love school supplies to everyone that's walking past you. They will eventually ask you to leave. <laughs> not without a fight. But I will tell you this. Uh, <laughs> I do. I love all things schoolish. Uh, and I was evacuating my apartment uh, the other day because I'm a champion. Once a year, I give it a vacuum like you're supposed to. And whilst vacuuming, uh, I found a paperclip shaped like a bear. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I got there. I don't remember buying it. It was in my house. It was a very exciting moment. I was so jazzed. I had to masturbate. I did have to masturbate. I, you know, the thing is, I was good anyway. I just moved it up in the schedule. Do you know what I'm saying? My life is very fluid. I just I do what I want. Uh, oh. Here's something I'm going to tell you. I find barber shops to be very erotic because uh, it's a lot of man-on-man -man action. Do you know what I mean? A lot of blowing on necks. There's a lot of... <laughs> and that's erotic to me for some reason. 
I don't know how I work. I really don't. There's a lot of hot foam. Also, my nickname in high school. You don't know me. Anyway, it might have been. Try to bring it back. <laughs> That's truer than it should be. Am I right? When you think of me, you think hot foam, gross. I'll say this. My favorite genre of porn, since you asked, look at him dying to know, is, uh, is definitely stepson. Uh, and that's because it feels hopeful, doesn't it? Do you know what I mean? Marry an old man, fuck his son. Yes, the way God intended. Now, here's the thing. In my heart, I knew I shouldn't do that joke, but I did it anyway. You know what I mean? Because I don't care. <laughs> so I, it's a little note. Don't do this one. Did it anyway. Here's something else. Oh, guys, I'm going to tell you this. I get hit on by an abnormal amount of magicians. Now, not even a joke. Not even a joke. That's my real life. That's my... Actually, this isn't my joke book. This is my journal. <laughs> I shouldn't be reading this. This is weird. Anyway... Uh, I do. A lot of magicians. Like, upwards of six. Like, more than six. And right now you're thinking, there are six magicians in the world. Yes. And they all like me, for some reason. I feel like they might want to, you know, do that trick on me where you cut a girl in half just to make me into a regular-sized woman. Do you know what I'm saying? But let's be honest, you're going to have to cut me into quarters. You know what I mean? That is a lot of sawing. Switch arms. Even it up. Anyway... I care about you, magicians. I don't. I wish you were dead. No, I don't. Why'd I say that? You guys, stop. Oh, God, we're so close to going home. Here's something else. Uh, why is it when I wear sweatpants, I look like I've given up? But when a hot man wears those stylized sweatpants, that's a good look. Have you seen a dude in sweatpants? Woo, that's a very drapey material. Do you know what I'm saying? It's very pendulous. There's a, it's very hypnotic. It's just, hello there, you there, hello. It's like, it's like a dick display case. Do you know what I'm saying? It's, ah, I'm like, I'll take that one. Can I try it on? <laughs> I don't know what I put my finger into the urethra, I guess. Did I just say urethra on stage? God, I'm a doctor. I might be. I don't know. I have a lab coat. Here's something else. I just wear it with a belt. I don't know what I'm saying. Okay. Now, the only thing better on a man, a sexy man, than sweatpants are scrubs. Do you know what I'm saying with the scrubs? The doctor scrubs. Okay, I don't know if you know this, but there are no buttons or zippers on scrubs. The only thing keeping me from a man in scrubs, shoddily tied bow. Do you understand? Just, yeah, what? That's all this. That's it. There it is. I am going to prison. I am definitely going to prison. I'm, here's the thing. I'm not scared of jail. I'm not at all. The only thing that scares me about jail is that I'm not going to make any friends. That's what worries me about jail. You know what I mean? It's not the loss of freedom. It's the loneliness. It'll get you. It'll get you. Can you imagine being in prison for like four years and not making any friends? You know what I mean? It's like moving to LA all over again. <laughs> oh, that was too soon. That was too soon. That hurt my heart. That did hurt my heart a little bit. Of course, my heart always hurts. I should exercise. Anyway, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I just said I wasn't. Then I, guys... Oh, who knows what I'm talking about. I'll say this to you. I watch a lot of shows on jail because uh, I do want to know what happens when I get to jail. I don't want to be awkward on that first day. Where are the bathrooms? I want to know where shit is. So I tuck in to these shows about prison. You know this. They take away your stuff. What I didn't know about uh, prison, everyone, they take the shoelaces out of your shoes. Do you know why they do that, young man in the front? Um, this, they, do, they take your shoelaces. They're scared you're going to hang yourself in your jail cell with a shoelace. A shoe lace. I'm, I'm sorry, are there supermodels going to prison that I wasn't aware of? Let me tell you this right now. 
if I can hang myself with a shoelace, <laughs> I've reached my goal weight. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's a big day. Stripping naked takes the pictures. You know what I mean? But put a filter on it. I'm not a fucking weirdo. Do you know what I mean? Little Valencia, so soft. All right. Now, I know what you're thinking. Deborah, come on. Get, you know, get, some, get a life right now. But this is the thing. I used to have a good time. I had some fun when I was a young woman. I, like, I had a threesome when I was in high school. <laughs> okay, actually, it was a, a couple making out, and I was guarding the door. But the thing... Am I next? You know, keep going. Am I, I was not next. I was not next. Still waiting for my turn. Still waiting. It's, it's fine. It's fine. I'm going to tell you something right now, and you're not going to believe me, but why would I lie to you, good people? Uh, I've never had In-N-Out Burger. I've never had it, and I'm never going to, because here's the thing. I don't want to break the seal. Do you know what I'm talking about? People enjoy it. They love it. They go crazy, and there's something in my life that I'm like, I have to draw the line. Do you know what I mean? And I draw it at In-N-Out Burger, all right? Now, have you ever had Nutella? Do you know what Nutella is? That chocolate hazelnut spread? Okay, let me tell you. I lived the first 35 years of my life without Nutella. All right. One of my friends found out she lost her mind. She was like, you remember? She wouldn't say. She bought me a gigantic jar of Nutella. It was the size of like a, like a dog. It was a very big, a big dog. And, and then I opened that jar of Nutella and now I warm it up and I drink it with a straw. Do you understand? Act of violence on her part, but the message is no dishes. Did I say no with a straw? That's a good idea. <laughs> I could start a magazine. I could seriously start a magazine. That's a... Look out! Here's something else, I'll tell ya. Um, I was cat-sitting the other day because I am a champion. I was cat-sitting for a week for a friend. And every day, me and the cat, we had a lot of fun. We talked about boys. It was fun. But here's the thing. I did comedy every night and I worried about the cat. I'm like, is the cat okay? Is the cat, is he scared without me? What's he doing at home? And then on day five, I started to think to myself, what if the cat is also doing comedy at home? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? What if I leave the house, the cat's all, what's the deal with all the crying? <laughs> That's just for me. That was just for me. Oh, I can picture him wearing a blazer with patches. Anyway. Oh, what if his name was patches? Okay, let's stop. This is enough. All right. Now... I know the man that's asleep in the front row wants me to keep going. Look at him. He can't get enough. Is he dead? Is he all right? Are you alive? What's wrong with you? Who hurt you? Uh, he's full of sleep. If you can sleep through my screaming banshee of a voice, you have sleep apnea. No, it's not apnea. What is it? Is that narcolepsy? What is it? Do you fuck dead people or are you asleep? I don't know. I don't care. But probably both. Let's move on. Who knows? I'm going to say this. We're all, everyone in the room is an actor. We're all actors. We're disgusting people. And we're gross. Let's be honest. Now, I had to do an audition. Auditioning is the worst thing in the world. If you like auditioning, everyone, you are a murderer. Yes, you are. That's the answer. You have no soul. You have shark eyes. Let's be honest. All right? Just little black holes. I'll say this. I had to do an audition the other day. Two lines I had. Nothing. And they were super backed up. The casting agent's like, okay, they phone my people. And they're like, you know what? We're going to end the day. Bring Deborah in tomorrow and she can be the last audition. Uh, excuse me, the first audition for uh, the day and the last audition of this particular role. We'll start the next role after her. I'm like, that's a lot of info I don't need. All right? So show up. Casting agent's office in the waiting room. The, the next role after me, everyone, is blonde bombshell, okay? So the, the waiting room is just a sea of identical beautiful blonde women. I walked in and the room went fucking silent. It was like a bunch of meerkats spotted a predator. Do you know what I'm saying? They were like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I'm not sure. And then the biggest one, the strongest one, she came over on shaky legs, scared to death. She ambled over to me. She leans in and she's like, what, 
what are you doing here? And I looked her in the face and I said, I'm here for Blonde Bombshell. <laughs> and I'm telling you the truth, her nose started to bleed. I swear to God, just a little, just a, she probably died. She probably died. We don't need her. We don't need her. But my message is love. The message is love, everyone. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. Bye-bye. one more time she's very good at her job actually why don't you keep it going for everybody you saw tonight let's hear it for everybody welcome to the states i'm so glad to hear about your former roommate one more time for seattle i'm cameron esposito have a great rest of your week put your hands together put your hands together put your hands together put your hands together Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to laugh with your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap with your hands together. Put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, Yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. (laughs) Jesus. I mean, Jazos. Ruler of the eighth circle. And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.